0: Hi, and welcome back to HFC. I've always heard that um, God has a sense of humor. And so I feel like what better comedic timing than covering... Okay, I can't get away with the fact that I just said timing. But what better comedic timing than covering um, the topic of dieting when we're about to go to Thanksgiving, which is notoriously one of those days where everybody just binges and we pretend like calories don't exist... Like our stomachs are limitless and like the weight will come off tomorrow. That's tomorrow's issue. Today is Thanksgiving. And despite the fact that we're talking about how we're all grateful, let's just overindulge in everything. But hey, I do it too. So it's fine. It's fine. It is. Um. Anyway, but I just feel like it's perfect community timing that we are talking about dieting when we're about to for most of us be cheating on our diets so the verse for today comes from john sixteen fifty one. and i said the verse for today but this is actually a two-part episode kind of thing and it's going to be covering dieting so this is dieting day one and next week we'll cover dieting day two today's main focus is what is a diet and then on day two we'll focus on the benefits of dieting anyway This, uh, today's verse comes from John chapter 16, verse 51. It says, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And so one of the first questions that came to mind when I was reading this is, Jesus says, I am the living bread, but what is this bread we are to consume and how do we consume it, amongst other things, right? This is, I mean, it's not even the first time in the Bible that I've heard of, it may be the first time you've heard of references to um, bread. I've also heard loving water. Why are they always making references to things that we would consume? And I think that purpose is so that we could realize that just like any kind of diet, it's important to consume these very necessary things. So first off, before we get in too heavily into them, you know, what is the bread, how do we consume it, and whatnot, let's talk about what a diet is in the first place. Very many times when we hear the word diet, we assume it means we're going to be eating less sweets and, um, you know, just a whole bunch of greens and disgusting stuff that has no flavor. Or in the case of diet soda, things that have bad aftertaste, but although I've heard they've gotten better with that. Um, But the actual definition of diet says... The kinds of food that a person, animal, or community habitually eats, that means the things that you eat every day or every week, the things you eat with habit, you're not only dieting when you go on one of those special Weight Watchers diets, Atkins diets, paleo diets, all those Diets. I know other ones, but they're blanking, or I'm blanking on them right now. But you diet every day, whether or not you believe you are, because it's things that you do habitually. And so today, we're not focusing so much on physical dieting, meaning bre- like actual cupcakes and whatnot. So your, you know, Thanksgiving feast is safe. I'm not going to judge you for that, and I shouldn't judge you anyway, because we're not meant to judge. We're meant to pray for each other and speak life into each other. I'm talking about your spiritual diet and my spiritual diet, because to be honest. Mine has been lacking as well. I kept wondering, why do I have so much difficulty rebuking stuff? Like, I feel like I'm doing fine sometimes, I'm doing fine sometimes, and then something's hit, and it's like, why is it so hard to fight that off? Like, why, oh my gosh, why is this sin so hard to fight, fight off? I've been reading my Bible consistently. I've been praying, I've been worshiping, but, but what's the issue? Like, am I just, you know, am I not doing something hard enough? Am I, am I like just not good enough? What is something wrong with me? And I realized, and, and honestly, it's more of because God helped me to realize, but part of the reason why people who are breaking sins and habits that were so long is because it's kind of like you're going through cravings. Like, you became a, you ever have caffeine? For those of us who have, had tons of caffeine and then quit or limited our caffeine, you get those caffeine headaches and you get those caffeine shakes and you're like jittery because like you need your caffeine. Like where's my caffeine? The same thing happens to us when we're leaving a long time of sin. Because I just think this 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 whole like metaphor of a diet fits. It's because like we were so used to doing this that our body's waiting for our flesh is waiting for it. It's almost like we have to retrain ourselves. Like, no, that's not healthy. I'm not doing that anymore. In a way, we've become addicts to what we were doing or sinning. And so it's not because we're not good or that God's not worthy or whatever. It's because of the sole fact that we did it for so long that our body, our mind, I don't know, our heart is expecting it. We've dieted on that so long. That was so much part of our diet that our body has become accustomed to it, that now that we aren't. Doing or taking part in that sin, our body's having those like cravings, it's having those withdrawal. And you honestly, you sometimes experience that with um God as well. Someone who has like developed really good habits, you start to like feel that pull of God saying, Hey, come back. And that's only when you've developed those habits. This whole episode kind of series or two part series came apart because I was like, Why do I still struggle so heavily with certain sins, even though I'm not taking part in them? And it's because whether or not I've taken part in them and whether or not I'm praying or reading my Bible doesn't change the fact that that was such a part of my diet, my spiritual diet for so long that my spirit almost wants it. I know it's bad, but that doesn't stop it from having those cravings because it was such such a part of my life for so long. And so that kind of thing isn't going to go away immediately. You kind of have to pray and worship and have god satisfy the 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 living water that will make you thirst no more that kind of thing you have to instill yourself in the bible and whatnot so that those things become less and less and less and less and, and then you become stronger in god you need to diet you need to have a diet that consists more of god so that way you're strong enough you have enough energy to fight back um before i get carried away let's talk about what is this bread and so to answer this question, I came upon two verses. I came upon John chapter 1, verse 1-5. through 5. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And in this verse, we begin to see what the Word is, The word was with God, the word was God, and then the word is separated. Not separated in the sense of no longer part of heaven, but it's like, it's a different identity, just like Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And we'll get to how it's not different from the Trinity. Um, But then it goes on to say, in John 1, chapter 1, 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And so, in a sense, John chapter 1, those verses, talks about how the Word is with God, and then the Word became flesh, which was Jesus. And then Jesus goes on to say, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So, in my mind, and in my notes, I am... I wrote a little picture and I put the word pointing to the flesh, which is Jesus pointing to the bread, which again points back to the word because these are all the same things. So when Jesus is saying whoever consumes of this or whoever eats this, he's saying whoever reads their Bible and consumes of this spiritually and mentally will live forever. And so it's again, setting that requirement, the necessity of being in your word daily. Um, I'm kind of at fault because I previously have thought oh i can just worship god and i'll read like a short little verse i'll read my daily verse and then i'll just do 30 minutes of worship because for me singing is easy i like singing i like music and that kind of stuff is easy for me god has showed me the error of my ways and i've been spending more time reading my bible has it been difficult yes i've literally been so frustrated at some times that i'm like uh and it's like the notes and the thoughts will pop into my head and I'm writing them, but I'm like, I just want to quit writing them because my hand gets so tired. Or I'm just like so tired. I'm so fed up. I want this to be over with. And I've been working and I've been asking God to just kind of create a hunger and a yearning for this in my, in the, in my spiritual diet. Um, so what is the bread? We've answered that right now. The bread is the word which became flesh, which was Jesus, which became bread which is the bread we're talking about in the verse. And so they are all the same thing. In order to take part in Jesus, the living bread, we must also take part in our living word. Next question that came up was, okay, um, so yeah, this is our living bread. How do we work to include it in our diet? Because again, a diet is just something that you do habitually. So this could be anything for you. This could be asking God, Lord, how can I incorporate this into my spiritual diet? Do I need to be the person who takes a lot of this because you know sometimes when you've been lacking stuff you have to kind of consume a lot more of it um someone who's been lacking water may need to consume a lot more i remember um i've actually (laughs) had issues previously with drinking water and as i'm saying that i'm getting really thirsty right now but um there used to be a point in my life where i literally didn't drink anything um it wasn't that i drink soda it wasn't that i drink um coffee or anything and i just didn't drink water it literally did not drink anything i would maybe go to the bathroom like once every two days i was that bad um and i'm like what do you mean you're not supposed to pee twice or once every two days i was like "Ah, i thought that was convenient because i didn't i'm like why are you guys going to the restroom all the time that's annoying um but i would get like a soda and i would like i'd get like a mcdonald's soda or whatever and i'd finish like a fifth of it like i wouldn't even drink that much um and then i'd get like a water and i'd drink like again a fifth of it and i it's just like i was never drinking and the only time i would ever drink was at um you know meals and then even then i wouldn't finish whatever i was i was eating i think the only thing that made it not so bad was that i always liked fruit and maybe that's why i liked fruit a lot because i was always so dehydrated no but i i remember when i went to the hospital the first thing they said is like yeah you need lots of water so then when i was in the hospital what did they do they pumped me full of water way more water than i would ever naturally consume by myself and so i and this isn't even in my notes i'm just thinking right now for some of us who haven't had that in our diet at first it's going to be a lot more than before because we've been lacking it we need it it's like nutrients we haven't had the nutrients so you're taking tons of nutrients tons of nutrients and i, I can even say this before when i had um issues with the lack of vitamin i i i lack a lot of stuff sometimes praying about it, praying for healing and restoration, also just trying to create better, you know, eating habits and whatnot. But I was lacking vitamin D once. And what did they do? They gave me an excess of vitamin D because I needed to catch up on the vitamin D that was lacking. And so in the same way, when we haven't been reading our word, at first, it's going to be like, yeah, you have to read your Bible a lot more because you have to create the foundation that is going to be your belief system. You have to create the habit so not only are you going to be reading more, but it also might be that it's more difficult because you haven't had a habit installed. You're going to be actively working to create a habit. I mean, in the sense of me and my water nuking habit, again, super thirsty right now because I'm talking about it. Um, I remember um, this was my third kidney stone and I finally looked into it. they were basically like, yeah. So not only are you are not drinking water, uh, you're severely dehydrated because you're not drinking anything. And I was like blown mind blown it's looking back on it it's kind of stupid but at the moment i was like what do you mean like i pee still that's fine so i remember they told me i had to start drinking um like two liters a day and i'm like are you kidding me that's like eight water bottles i'm still not there by the way (laughs) but i'm getting a little bit better but I remember when I first started drinking it and when I first started drinking anything, like I was just trying to make myself drink anything. At first I started with things that like I liked because I just had no thirst. And whenever I drink, I would like kind of gag on. Um, it was that bad. Like I would, I would sip stuff and, and I felt like I was drowning. Like I was overindulging and I, I would feel like sick and feel nauseous. And that happened for like a month or two. Could you not. And then finally, I was I was just drinking water and I, and I was sipping and I was sipping and I was sipping and I was sipping and I'd finish like maybe half a water bottle a day or not a day during my work time. And then I'd finish one by the end of the day. I'm so thirsty right now saying this. <laughs> when I was doing this, I just related it to that. What did it feel like when I was first trying to drink that water bottle? I was literally gag on it. It was so difficult. And and once I made that connection, and hopefully you're making that connection too, you can realize that the difficulty isn't because you're not able to comprehend it or whatever. It's literally because you are making and building a habit. Part of it might be because you're not comprehending it. Ask for wisdom, ask for insight. It's also partly because you're building a habit you haven't done. You're developing a taste for the word, a hunger and a desire for the word. And at first, it's going to feel kind of disgusting. You're going to gag on it. You're like, what am I doing? What is this? Like the same way that you might react to eating greens for the first time when you haven't eaten them. I say that as someone who also doesn't like vegetables. But you know what I'm talking about. It's it's difficult to start. It may taste nasty. It may be tiring. It's it's new. Nothing new the first time is easy to get used to or very few things and then it's difficult to maintain because you're you're trying to think of a time to do it and you're trying to think of okay um am i doing 30 minutes am i doing an hour like am i when? At what time of day am i doing am i doing it when i wake up and sometimes you may forget and sometimes you may not and sometimes it's like you remember but you don't want to do it and and part of that timing is is realizing there's a cost like you're losing something. Um at least that's the way that I would think of it like I'm like what I have to go read my bible but like I'm in the middle of a show I really don't ugh. but I'm almost I almost have to go to bed I don't want to lose time reading the bible and I would know that it was important for me and I still know that it's important for me I don't want to lose my time and so a lot of the difficulties that that pop up when we're trying to learn to read the bible it's expected with forming any habits for a diet it happens all the time, even when you're creating like a new exercise habit. Nobody likes exercising at first. And then slowly it becomes, oh, this feels good. This feels nice, as you start to see the benefits. And then that's kind of where we're going next. How does it affect us? Every diet affects us. Watching too much TV gives us tired eyes. No exercise makes us gain weight, and you start to get really low energy. Um, you start to lose muscles. Eating junk food can increase your cholesterol, high blood pressure. Not getting enough sleep can give you anxiety, depression, lack of energy, obviously. So how does you know, creating a habit that is good for us affect us? Well, in that verse, it literally says, I'm the living bread. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. So there's one effect. The other being freedom, and authority over spirits, which you have, but it's a lot more strengthened when you know what verses you're speaking on. Because hearing, oh, well, I know that God kind of gave me freedom from illness, or I know that God kind of gave me freedom from fear, isn't as strong as saying, well, I know, and I honestly don't know the verse off the top of my head, but and I am feeling fearful. You know what I pull up? I pull up the verse, um, and I read it, and I just pray over it, and I rebuke it. The fears and the doubts in my head, but I I've I've read it and I know that it exists, and it's more powerful because it's in my heart. And I know that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. See, I know the verse. I just don't know where it's found. Because I know that verse, it's a lot more powerful. I'm able to recite it, and because I'm able to recite it, I'm able to just remind my my mind and my heart. Like, no, I don't need to be afraid because this is what God says. And so knowing that will give you benefits. Knowing that in your heart will help you to create that foundation, will help you to remember the promises. But if you don't know the promises, it's hard to speak them out. It's hard to know what you can rebuke, and it's hard to know what you have authority over, or if you have any authority at all. And so the last thing before we go, my, question, my last question that I want to talk about is, what is your diet? Is it mainly God or is it mainly the world? Are you making a little bit of time for God? Are you making a lot of time for God? You know, one of the questions that I asked was, "How do we work to include it in our diet?" That's just reading your Bible, making a time to read your Bible and pray with God, but it's also glorifying God in everything that you do. Not reading your Bible and then turning and gossiping, or committing adultery, or idolizing your TV, or idolizing some celebrity or something. It's living it day over day over day, including it in your spiritual diet throughout the day, not just eating well at one meal. Oh, well, I'm going to eat my vegetables in the morning. I had my salad for the day, so let's go eat a cake for lunch and a pie for dinner. That's not going to work. Diets need to be maintained to see the benefits. Diets need to be consistent to see the benefits. It needs to be at every meal or the majority of the meals, at the very least. And it needs to be every day, not just, oh, well, cheat week, um. this is my good day. I'll be good on Sunday. Come back to it next Sunday. And Lord, why am I not seeing results? I read my Bible on Sunday. Well, imagine expecting a six-pack because you did 30 sit-ups every Sunday. That's not going to happen. If you did 30 sit-ups every Sunday, but you were eating a cake every other day, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm so, sorry to say that. I wish it happened like that, but it doesn't. We're just facing the facts. We're facing reality. If you want to see the benefits of a diet, it has to be a daily thing. Receive your daily anointing. Have your daily bread. Just as crazy to assume to be spiritually prepared when we don't read our Bible regularly as it is to assume that kind of thing, that we would have a six-pack just because, oh, I did 30 sit-ups when I was, you know, bored last week on Wednesday. I did it once. Where's my uh, six-pack? Same thing as, well, God, I read my Bible last week. Uh, Why am I being attacked by this? Why am I feeling so weak and, you know, vulnerable to sin? Why are these sins plaguing my mind? Why are these temptations all in my mind? Well, maybe because your diet is consisting of reading your word once a week and you're not receiving that living bread. You're not receiving your daily anointing. Anyway, as always, let's go ahead and end this message with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for sacrificing yourself. you for listening to this episode of hfc i hope you guys just really received i hope you've had a wonderful week and i hope you have a blessed thanksgiving um and everybody just you know gets along and has a wonderful time just remember to make time for god and he's gonna make time for you thank you god bless you have a great week bye